Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Thank you for joining the show. This is episode number 48, and I'm just going to run right into this because obviously this is a very uncomfortable subject, but this week, my account was was restricted. eBay restricted my account, and I'm going to step up and take ownership for this a little bit um, because I should have, in some ways, known better uh, given society today and how anybody can get canceled for the stupidest of things. Um, but let's just jump right into it. Very, very uncomfortable subject for me today. <laughs> um, so let's go back, back to February, February of this year. Um, I switched over from clothing to, to postcards. And the reason why I did that, I mean, there's a, re- a million reasons why I did it, but one of the things you run into a lot in, um, in clothing is, you get something called a Vero, which a Vero complaint. And Vero is basically saying it's a ver it's a verified I don't know what it means. But anyway, so you're not if you sell stuff that's fake, like a, a Louis Vuitton bag or something like that that's fake, you know, that's a Vero violation. And, and if you do that, um well certainly if you do it more than once, you probably get arrested. But if you do it um once, then eBay can suspend your account and they could do it for a few days or a few months or or maybe even completely forever. So in the postcard area, they have um, an area called cultural ethnicities, um, and they have Black Americana, they have Native Americana, they have religious um, things, you know that kind of thing. So, so uh, my violation uh, was mm, could have been avoided. Actually, could have been avoided. Probably should have been avoided. One of the issues that you have, though. Um, with these subject matters is that they're subject to interpretation as well. And unfortunately, my interpretation doesn't count as much as their interpretation. And I get that and I own it and it's fine. But anyway, I put up back in February when I switched over, I did a bulk load of, of postcards. And in that bulk load, I had two cards that were probably questionable and I got warned for them. And, and you know what? I pulled them off immediately because they were right. It's probably, you know, probably against better judgment to put those on there. Um, they weren't overtly racist, but let's just say, let's just say they weren't, uh, they weren't not racist either. So anyway, caught it, uh, went through my inventory to make sure there weren't any of those uh, left and there weren't and cause I didn't have that many in the first place, but, um, Usually I just either throw them out or, or sometimes I just stick in a bulk load to somebody else who wants it, whatever. But I, but most of the time I just toss them because frankly, that's not worth losing your account over $15 and, uh, and, and certainly don't want to, um, to offend anybody either overtly or inadvertently, um, do that. So anyway, so, uh, I pulled them down, um, and, you know, forgot about it. So fast forward last week, I, um, I had a postcard. It was an expensive postcard um, from a well-known artist, and it was a, of a black family having Thanksgiving dinner. And the father was a hunter, and he had he was bringing in a turkey that he just killed, obviously, and bringing it for uh, his wife and children to eat for Thanksgiving. So it sounds kind of innocuous, right? Fine. 
Um, but it was not right. Uh, not that I didn't catch anything. It's just the fact is, is that I didn't really, I wasn't uh, attuned to the fact that the dress, uh, the clothing of, of the mother in the, in the card was probably not, was probably more indicative of the time, but certainly not, um, Certainly not something that uh, was was well received, and certainly viol- and certainly violated somebody's. Um, God, there's no easy way to talk about it. this. is so uncomfortable right now. So sorry about that. What I'm saying is, is that somebody at eBay said, "Nah, nah, this is no good," and they said, "This is your third time you've done this. We're going to shut your account off for three days." Um, and so, wow. Anyway, so the funny thing is, if I, if you really knew me as a person, you know that. That was something that normally I would I would be very very good at catching. I'm a Jew, uh, I'm Jewish, and uh, and so when somebody has Nazi memorabilia on eBay, and I mean that in a way not from a historical perspective, but you know this is Nazi memorabilia, and and uh, you know I'm selling this because I don't like Jews. You know, obviously I I understand, and I try, and I would be irritated with that too. Um, but this wasn't that. <laughs> What I'm saying is the first two ones that I had, eh, they weren't good. Um, well, but they weren't overt, but they weren't good, frankly. And, and I screwed up, but this time I didn't screw up in my opinion. Um, and even when I got somebody on eBay, went from eBay on the phone and I said, listen, show me this, tell me exactly what it is with this so I can understand. So it doesn't happen again. Cause I don't want it to happen again, obviously. Um, and she couldn't really tell me, and I'm only guessing what it was. And she was only guessing what it was. She goes, well, I'm not in that department. And so I said, well, get me somebody from that department and we can go through it. And I said, I'll be happy to correct any kind of any listings in the future for this. And I said, obviously if I have to be shut down for three days, it's fine, but I just don't want this to happen again. And they couldn't really give me an answer. So I said, well, really what you're telling me then is I need to take down anything of any cultural reference of anything. American Indian, black, Hispanic, Jewish, anything. I need to take it all down because it's really, if it's, if it's there, um, I don't want to get in trouble. So, um, anyway, so they said, Oh, we're not saying that, but here's our policy. And then of course you read the policy. It's very ambiguous in areas. Certainly certain things says that no Confederate flags get that very, very black and white, no pun intended there, but um, anything that, that anything that makes fun of somebody, okay, get that. I, don't, I didn't think that this was it. The other ones were, I think. So again, I own that. Um, but you know, it's it's not it's it's very squishy. <laughs> so um, I want you to learn from this um, through my um, era, um, error. Excuse me, not era, error. Um, and so I took everything down. I went through, I took those three days and I took down anything that could be construed as anything. Um, I had some industrial, uh, um, you know, like, uh, farming photos with, um, with, uh, people that were working in the farms that were black. I took them down. Um, I had some American Indian things where they were doing traditional, uh, traditional dancing. I took those down. Um, I just find that having very, very loose rules and things that are subject to interpretation means, um, that eBay or any other platform 
are going to err on the side of caution. And I'm not saying that there's a problem with that. What I am saying, though, is that it's not evenly applied because if you go onto eBay and you just type in Black Americana postcard, you will see some of the stuff that is very offensive, and it's still on that website. It's still on their site. And it, and even if when I pointed that out to them and saying, well, listen, how could you violate me for something that wasn't? And here you and you couldn't tell me why. And here you got stuff that's obvious, and it's still on there. And by the way, I looked a week later, and it's still on there. So, um, so the point is, is that it's not evenly applied. And if it's not evenly applied, you are the one is going to suffer for it. So, what I'm telling you is, if you have that, what I'm telling you, what I did is, I said, well, listen, I'm not going to sell in this category anymore. So I'll sell in postcards, but I'm not black Americana, native Americana, nada, none, zero. I yanked it all. It came off my stuff and that's what you should do too, right? Listen, don't sell in it. Do not sell in it. It is, it's, it's just, uh, it, it doesn't make enough money. It doesn't sell enough for you to take the exposure, just like selling uh high end luxury, uh, um, uh, clothing. Also, stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. You, you don't, unless you're very, very good at authentication, and even when you are, by the way, um, brands can still go and say it's a Vero violation, even if it's not, Right. And by the way, the, the, you have to prove it. They don't have to prove it. They just have to allege it. So you are guilty and proven until proven innocent in this case. And I'm just, that's just throwing something out there. It's, you know, there's no, eBay doesn't have a duty like a, like the government does to, to, to prove you guilty. Um, you have to prove yourself innocent. So, and you're not going to be able to do that. Certainly not in the three days. Um, and they, uh, certainly am not going to be very, you know, they're going to err on the side of caution. That's going to protect them. And I totally understand that. And so it's the best thing for you to do is to just avoid it. So let me tell you how the process goes. So they send you, they send you a note, um, the first violation saying, Hey, take this down. It's not, it's not appropriate. And then you, and then you take it down or they've already taken it down for you. Then you'll get a second one. And when you get the third one, they say, ah, this is obviously a problem. Um, we're going to punish you for three days uh, by taking your your, your uh, listings down. And basically, you can't list anything for three days. And you can't, and you won't be, you, your stuff will not be searchable for three days. And if somebody has it in their cart or they're a watcher, they could still buy it. But anything else than that, you, you're, you're basically, we're going to shut you down. And so, you get this um, 48 hours in advance of it actually happening. And the reason why they do that is obviously so you could you could clean up your your listings, but also more importantly is is that you're not caught you know uh, in a situation where 
you're already negotiating with somebody or maybe they've already bought something and they're, you know, they just don't want things, a bad customer experience. And I get that. That's good. It's, it's kind of a good thing that they do that. I kind of wish they did it. I, I kind of wish they actually did it so they wouldn't push in the 72 hours over the weekend because that's when you sell the most. Um, but that's how they do it. So the process really is simple. You get the notifications. Just don't delete them. If you know, if you see something that uh, could be a violation, understand the violation, call eBay. You know, what I didn't, I didn't do this. The first two is I saw is, oh, these are violations. I know where these came from. That's fine. There, there are no more there that I know about, and I shut it down. Um, I just deleted them. Um, but you really want to talk to somebody to make sure. It's almost thinking that as, as a defect, uh, right? Um, you want to, when you get a defect, you want to call eBay and get rid of that defect as fast as possible. Treat this the same way, right? Because you get three. And at the, on the third, they shut you down for, thir- uh, for three days. And on the fourth, they shut you down for a week. So be really cognizant about this and take my advice. If you, if you see anything that has anybody of color in it, unless this person, unless it is totally normal, like the you're it's a postcard of a doctor, you know, or, uh, you know, or a tour guide, or I don't know what it is, but you know, if anything that be construed, that's not, that's just a little bit out of the ordinary. Don't list it. You're going to get caught. And, um, don't be surprised that if you don't, if you get caught, you're going to get shut down for a few days and it is, it could be devastating to your business. If you don't, if you, uh, if you don't watch out and who knows what they do in the fifth violation, they probably shut you down completely. So the point is, is that do what I do. Don't sell in those areas. Do not sell in those areas. It's, there's too much of an exposure. Now there is, uh, uh something new coming up. It's actually not that new cause it's already happened, but, um, if you sell like uh, Playboys or any kind of adult material, uh, eBay has new rules around that. So, you know, go out, obviously go on eBay and look at those rules because uh, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to be the bearer. I don't want to go through those, uh, fine tooth comb because they're a little bit, they're a little bit, um, restrictive in this area now. So be very, very careful. Again, this is an area it's up and coming. Uh, that's going to be a problem. Okay. Well, long story short, my account came up today. Everything's fine. And, uh, I've taken those three days to go through every single one of my listings and not, not only online, but also physically and pulled anything that could be construed. Now you'd be surprised how many uh, Confederate flags show up in old photographs, uh, that are not necessarily the subject of the photograph, but they're in there. And, it just, you know, be, you know, be safe, not sorry, <laughs> pull it down. It's not worth losing your account over. Um, so I went through and I, that's what I used my time to do is to go through and make sure there wasn't anything else in there. And I, and it, anything with any person of color, I pulled and, and uh, basically, uh, um, tossed it because it's just not worth it. And which is by the way, some, not the desired effect I'm sure eBay wanted, but uh, again, anytime you have something that's subject to interpretation, assume the worst, assume that you're the one who's going to get screwed over it, not somebody else. Okay. So don't want to be, I got to be blunt here. You know, it's not worth it. Delete it, get rid of it. Okay. Uh, new things. What else is going on? So, um, you know, as you know, I, uh, I've been, uh, experimenting with thread up and I, I think I've said this, you know, so I basically I've taken all the clothing, women's clothing out of my inventory and I basically sent it all to thread up. I sent in, 
20 boxes, so 20 box, 20, 30 pound boxes. That's, that's, a, that's, you know, 600 pounds of clothes, right? Uh, sent it to thread up. Um, they're a little delayed because of COVID right now, but, um, they are, um, they are going to process it and I'll, I'll report back, uh, the results there. It was far more women's clothes than I thought. And there were most of them, I'd say 90% of them were bought, uh, erroneously because they were in the men's department and they had a neat pattern on them. And I just grabbed them without really, really understanding that they were women's clothes. And once they came here and I listed them because, you know, the work is done, I, pay, I purchased them. So anyway, thread up is, is gonna, I know that I, uh, most people are saying thread up is not as lucrative as eBay, but I need to get rid of this stuff cause I'm, I don't want to move it. Um, and then we're spending the next week or two consolidating, uh, and to see how much I could fit into a 26, uh, foot moving truck. Um, I'm consolidating down to, uh, three parts, three areas in my warehouse that should get into that 26 foot truck. So that area is moving smoothly. Another thing I have finally shut off my Poshmark account. So I have no longer selling on Poshmark, Macari or Grailed. Um, and after my inventory, I will no longer, uh, I will no longer be using list perfectly. Now, that being said, l I love list perfectly. If you're using it and you're cross listing, um, you know, continue using it because it's a great platform, but it's not an inventory platform. Uh, ink frog is an inventory platform. And as you know, um, my you know, and this actually, it's funny, the suspension actually really put this into perspective is, is that nobody's going to watch after your business more than you are. And, um, eBay has made it that you cannot sell your eBay account, um, to another buyer. Now, of course, I think there's probably ways around that, but, um, but you can't, uh, you can't overtly sell your account unless eBay gives you permission and they never give you permission. So, um, that was something, a change from what we talked about in the past. And so what I said, you always have to do your own website always. You know, if you're going to cross list anything, you know, include your, if you're going to stay with clothing, even cross list to your own website as well. Now, eBay does have a automatic, uh, um, you know, integration with, with, uh, with Shopify. So, you know, I'm not going to do it in Shopify though, but, uh, um, I've, I'm going to do Wix cause I know Wix better, but, and so I'm using Inkfrog, which is an inventory platform and I'm taking, steps to make sure that people know when they buy from me that I also have stuff on my own website. And so the reason why I'm doing this obviously is, is, you know, in the suspension, if my website was completely up and running and I was selling a lot, I would have sold on that platform as well. And, um, you know, uh, these three days off, I did sell stuff on other platforms. I sold some stuff on Bonanza, surprisingly enough, and a, a ton on pit, hit postcard. So it kept me afloat for those three days. It just put it in perspective that if you, the more channels you're out there, the easier it is for you to weather the storm when things stupid happen, like you, your account gets suspended and you're looking for direct integrations with, um, with the platforms. Now I'm going to tell you this is that if I, uh, you know what, if you're a Poshmark, a Mercari or a Grailed employee, and you're listening to this podcast, take back to your management that you want to, your tools should, your platform should directly integrate with eBay. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, uh, cause I have 16, almost 17,000 listings. Now I couldn't imagine having to delist on the, on that many items I sell, you know, 400, uh, 400 to 600 items a month. I'm just going to, I'm rounding, probably rounding up a little bit, but I'm you know, four to 600 a month. That's, that's pretty average. 
delisting 400 to 600 items a month is a real pain. It is not, it's not sustainable. I've said it's not a scalable business um, using the existing tools. You need to have direct integrations with eBay. And eBay is the monster here. We all know it. Um, your platforms, the Poshmark platform, the Grail platform, the Mercari platform, sell a fraction of what you sell on eBay. Now, Amazon, you'd say the same thing. Amazon sells uh, a ton more, depending on the probably the area, but they sell a ton more than eBay, right? So if you're an Amazon seller, you know, could you imagine being an Amazon seller and every single time something sold on eBay, you'd have to go in and delist it on Amazon? God, could you imagine doing that? I mean, really, even with a tool that did it automatically for you, like a list perfectly or a Vendu, which are great platforms, but the reality is, is that they're not integrated directly with, I mean, they, they, re, they rely on a, a plugin on your browser to delist. And by the way, if you're sleeping, you know, and you sell a lot, it can be very easy, um, to double sell something. And I have more than once be, and because I just didn't delist it fast enough. I don't, I don't run into that problem anymore, especially cause I'm not selling a ton on, on Poshmark and Macari. I mean, it's never, I just never did. I sold some, you know, but I never sold more than maybe 20 or 30 items on uh, all the other platforms combined. Whereas in eBay, you'd sell, you know, 400 to 600. I mean, you know, do the math. Why, why would you, why would you even bother with those other platforms? But, you know, if you are doing with just clothing, you're not going to get 16,000 to 20,000 listings. You're just not. I mean, cause you know, you don't have any, do you have any room to place that many things in your house or in your warehouse? You'd have to have a massive warehouse. And we know, as we talked about scalability, um, you know, clothing is not scalable. It just, it just isn't. Sorry. You know, sorry to be bare of bad news. I mean, if you've already gone through and listed 5,000 things, that's fantastic, but that's probably as much as you're going to ever list, uh, and still be able to walk <laughs> down the hallways of your house, unless you have a warehouse or, or, or something else. And, um, so, you know, you get bigger, you're going to have to have something that automatically delists. So if you are from those platforms and you're listing, boy, if you really, really want a lot more listings on your platform, integrate with eBay directly, or at least integrate with, you know, you know, make it possible for the list perfectly and the vendors of the world to have an automatic delisting feature, um, because you are connected via application versus using a plugin, right? But the way of the world is cross listing, right? And you can do that. You can do that, but you, it has to be automatic. Anyway, I'm meandering a little bit, but the reality is, is that, you know, going back to the seller, uh, you know, you, most of my audience are sellers and uh, you, you just have to, you just have to put your, your stuff on as many platforms as possible in an automated way, including your website. So, because Poshmark and Macari can shut you down. eBay can shut you down. Amazon can shut you down. And what do you have left? Boy, that was a downer. <laughs> All right. So what else is going on? A lot of people are subscribing to the channel on, uh, on the website, which is great. Thank you very much. Uh, and I, I try to get back to everybody who sends me an email. I'd be glad to look at your store and let you know what I think and kind of improvements I would make, if any, uh, certainly, uh, just reach out and do that. I've gotten a lot of requests. So if, if it takes me a while to get back to you, I'm sorry about that. Um, obviously I do this, uh, when I can, um, you know, I don't make 
money from this channel. I do this because I like doing it. So uh, it sometimes takes a little bit longer. Thank you for joining me this week, and I hope to talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.